Welcome to Factor Magri, dedicated to New Zealand's primary industry. Working with the Rural Support Trust, each week I talk with farmers, industry professionals and policymakers to hear their stories and expert opinions on matters relevant to both our rural and our urban communities. This week I'm talking with Rachel Halder, the Senior Catchment Coordinator at Thriving Southland. Thriving Southland's mission is for the Southland community to work together for a better future for all, protecting Southland's prosperity, heritage, environment and health through community collaboration. Let's check in with Rachel now. Hello Rachel, thank you for your time today. Hey, my pleasure, thanks for having me Angus. Please can you tell me about yourself and the work that you do? <laughs> yes, of course, um, where, where to start? Um, hmm. So I am a dairy farmer's daughter um, based in Riverton, here in the, the land of plenty of Southland. Uh, I've just come home from Scotland where um, I was working for LIC over there. And uh, the reason I came wasn't for COVID. Um, it was for this fabulous opportunity to work with Thriving Southland. So what is Thriving Southland and how did this program come about? Yeah, good question. So Thriving Southland came about after a few key farmers and Southland really saw a lot of merit and opportunity in catchment groups and they thought they they catchment groups really struggle to get funding sometimes because they don't have a formal operational status around them you know they're not a trust they're not a, an incorporated society so they can't get access to funding so that's where the sort of initial idea started was where why don't we put you know sort of an umbrella organization over these catchment groups and they can apply through this umbrella to get funding and then it kind of grew from there which was really exciting so thriving is an incorporated society that uh, is funded at the moment through the mpi innovation and change project we were successful in getting uh, quite a lot of money towards the start of last year so the start of 2020 but uh, covid sort of delayed our operational start which was really great for me because it allowed me to uh, have the opportunity to get this job. Mm. And uh, yeah, and it's building from there. So Thriving Southland is farmer-led and it's beginning started with catchment groups. Is there a wider community benefit beyond the farming community? Hey, I sort of tend to think they are the same and much alike, and especially here in Southland. Mm. You know, we are who our communities are and there is a huge benefit for our communities and especially our rural communities. Mm. We want to see these catchment groups succeed because they're farmer-led, it's their passion, it's where they live, it's where they go to school, it's where they work and what we're sort of saying is, you know, if you have a thriving community, you're going to have your children coming home, they want to live back where, you know, where they grew up, they want to try and get jobs there, they have social lives. In your view, why should we care about our farmers and what is the program trying to achieve? I think, you know, farmers, they're people. I, I, you know, I feel very passionate about it. And why should we care? Because it's New Zealand and it's Southland and we're a caring bunch to start mm. off with. So, you know, we want to see our communities thrive and we want to be proud of where we're from. We want to be happy to say, you know, I'm, I'm from Southland. This is where, you know, where great things happen. Yep. So about that you know, what next? What does the future look like? And in New Zealand, and especially South, and I keep saying it, sorry, but is hugely rural based. You know, I'm not 
directly a farmer, but mm. I'm thankful that I have a job because of farmers. Mm. And I, you know, that wouldn't exist if they weren't out there doing their things. So the program's trying to achieve like a whole swag of things, but our main priority is about, you know, harnessing that ground up energy. What, you know, what, what do you think? What do the farmers think? What do the rural communities think? What do our communities think the solution is today's sort of issues? and challenges because there is a whole swag of them and uh, there is no one way or one right way to do it and we're thinking you know the innovation will come from the ground up and striving is there to support that and hopefully put them in contact with the right people get the right sort of uh, resources around them and hopefully fund some of the projects that they have in mind. Mm. Great. So just on that, what is currently happening as we speak in the program and what material positive impacts is the program delivering? So Thriving is an ongoing organisation. So our funding at the moment is until June 23. Uh, And what's happening is a range of things. So there is 27 catchment groups at the moment. 28. Uh, we're just lucky to get a few new groups forming on the Matara there. Uh, and each of the groups is embarking on their own sort of journeys. Some are big, some are small. Uh, we've got the Aparima catchment groups there. So the six Aparima catchment groups have come together for the ACE community project. So they are working on basically improving their community together. They've got a, a water stream, a water testing and stream walk a work stream, a sediment work stream, which is about creating a library of sediment traps for farmers. So sort of identifying the difference, the how, the what, the who, and the cost. Future farming, you know, looking at sort of not defending the status quo, what else is out there, what's been um, investigated, what's been trialled, how do we tap into it, what's working, what's not working. And then this farm plan work stream, which they're looking at sort of creating sort of an ACE standard almost, which is making farm plans alive, putting those nutrient budgets aside then and doing more with everything. On the YL, they've just got some really cool new developments that they're working on, but they've got a lot of young groups. They've also got the YL River Care Group, which is a big passionate group, but they've got sort of their own challenges there. And the Uriti, the Uriti's got lots of urban. Uh, they're obviously one of the biggest feeders into the New River Estuary. So they have a lot of communities there that, you know, like Winton, mm. which is big rural community that they are engaging in so they've got uh, some winter cropping trials there which is actually really exciting and they've teamed up with the Southland Berry Hub. Then on the Matara they've actually just done uh, a big MCI which is your micro uh, macro sorry invertebrates and just in a big library there. Mm. So we're kind of going from all these different angles and there's all these different projects on the go and that's what is so exciting is there is no two days are the same, no two groups are the same they're all trialing and doing different things. And that's why my catchment group's great because, you know, what's happening in Oropuki is completely different to what's happening up in Odomita. Mm. But they've got their own solutions. So we're just making sure we can harness all of that and see where it takes us. It is exciting. Technology will play an important role in New Zealand's farming future as well. Is there any interesting technologies being utilised or developed through Thriving Southland? Uh, yep. So not directly. Um, I like to think I'm good with technology, but it's <laughs> definitely not my expertise. <laughs> uh, but so we are trying to link all of these things together. And so a big part of that is 
accessing it and what is available. And there are some incredibly smart people in this country and abroad that are dead keen to link up with people on the ground and trial new things. So that's where Thriving's coming in, is we're sort of saying, hey, look, these guys have got this idea, these guys have been working on this technology or this trial, how about you team up and, you know, we'll, we'll try and get you some monitoring funds and let's just see how we can model it, see how we can scope it and see if it's a goer. Mm. And it is going to be a huge part of the future because we are really going and embarking on something that's never been done before or seen before and these are challenges that are brand new to everybody. So there's going to be no right or wrong way. We're just going to have to find our way through it. What is the engagement like with farmers in Southland? Are farmers getting on board with the program? And if they are, this will be helping with the well-being of farmers as they come together as well, won't it? Yep, Angus, says, oh, I'm going to take that as a two-part uh, question there. Mm. Engagement is uh, catchment group's probably biggest challenge. Catchment groups are what you want them to be. And I think traditionally they have been uh, lumped with, you know, hey, catchment groups are water quality. We're just talking about water quality at catchment groups, Mm. which is fundamentally true. That's how catchment groups started, and that is a core purpose. But they are whatever the group wants to be. And so the engagement side of it is we're sort of trying to encourage farmers. And once we get this messaging to them, they're totally on board, which is great. So we're just sort of saying, hey, look, just join your catchment group and share your ideas and it'll go where you want it to. And that's the core principle. So that when you talk about well-being of farmers, is a lot of these guys and girls and communities out there have got challenges that they feel they're almost alone on sometimes, mm-hmm. or that, you know, they feel even behind or too far or, or whatever. And we're sort of saying, well, hey, catchment groups are the perfect space to come together with people in your community who will have an idea of what sort of is happening and they can hopefully put you in touch with someone who's, you know, experiencing the same thing or got the same idea or got the same problem. The old saying, a problem shared is a problem halved. And that's so common in South and at the moment where there is loads of people with challenges and, you know, all the changes, the fresh water, the wintering are here, but they're not alone. So Mm. we're all working at it. A lot of people coming at it from different angles. So it's just about finding that clear path forward and saying we're, we're going to come together and we're going to make a plan. Yeah, so I guess one of the key messages is to farmers in order to create greater engagement is that it is farmer-led, it's farmer-supportive, and it's about farmers and, of course, the broader community because I would imagine there are, as you mentioned, a number of farmers that the word catchment group might be intimidating or slightly scary just to engage with initially. Yep. That's it. And it's just, I know I've said it already about 10 times, they are what they want to be. And so catchment groups are the people who are in them and the ideas and projects that they have. So Thriving is there to sit alongside catchment groups. We aren't coming in and saying, hey, this is what you do. This is how catchment groups work. Completely not like that. We're just there to turn up and say, hey, guys, what are you thinking? What are your ideas? Okay, how do we help? Hopefully we can say, here's some money, mm. let's go and get it done. Yeah. And and yeah. some sort of real tangible results or, you know, ideas that come out of it that people can be really proud of that, that you know, that was their idea and that was their solution that has sort of had an, a really positive on the ground effect. Indeed. What events are happening for the program in 2021? 
Woohoo! Now the fun part. Um, yeah, so we've actually had a really busy couple of months recently. Uh, and, and as you know, farming calendars sort of start ramping up about now and with wintering on the horizon, we've got a lot of people sort of getting their heads in that space. But um, what is some cool things we have is we have a ladies enviro evening coming up. So big part of fighting again is just kind of, when they say skin the cat differently as such. So you know, giving the women involved in the rural communities the chance to come out and sort of interact with like-minded and share their ideas and experiences. So that is happening. Uh, we have the Future Farming Expo, which is run by the ACE Project, so the Six Apri Mechanical Group. That's on the 11th of June, and that is in a tower so sharing the love. And we have speakers from all around the country across a, a range of sort of topics, but this is where we are focused on those future farming systems. What else? What more? What else can we look at? How differently can we do things? What else is being done out there? Very cool event that the group and the farmers have put together and they have managed to wrangle quite a few cool speakers. So for, for more information on that one, you can check out the Thriving Southland website as well as the ladies' evening that will be on there too. Uh, we have a range of sort of smaller events being run by individual catchment groups and I would love everyone to sort of check out the website and we're always updating our calendar so you can see what's going on locally to you. How can people find out more or get involved? Yep. Um, so getting involved is what we would love you to do and anybody can be in a catchment group and everybody lives in a catchment. So whether you're uh, in the middle of uh, Riverton or Winton, Gore, Macargill, uh, we'd love to see you there in the catchment group. Love to hear your ideas and, and have your presence. Each of the catchment groups is listed on the Thriving Southland website. So that's thrivingsouthland.co.nz. Each of the catchment groups have a different lead. So they've got a farmer leader there and their contact details are on the website. So if you sort of have a look on the map or, you know, if you have check out roughly where you live, there'll be a catchment group near you and just reach out and they'd love to have you and I'll sort of let you know where the next meeting is. Otherwise, you can get in contact with one of our lovely catchment coordinators. So there is four coordinators for Southland, uh, from Thriving Southland. We have Sandra, who looks after the Matilda. We have Sarah, who looks after the Ariti. Myself, who looks after the Aparima. And we have Poppy, who looks after Waia and Northern Southland. So all of the coordinators are there for stakeholders, farmers, urban, rural, who go through what we've just talked about today, a little bit, Angus, and more. Any ideas, any um, sort of communication things that you need, um, and all of that. That's really, really cool. Now, just a slightly curveball question. Well, it might be a mm -hmm. curveball question, or it might not be. And just around um, <laughs> our winter grazing, how are farmers feeling, particularly dairy farmers, feeling in South and Carolina? I know that the uh, winter grazing rules have been pushed out for another 12 months assuming farmers are showing positive change in their grazing. How are farmers receiving that? I would imagine uh, quite positively. Um, the winter grazing is a very hot topic. And, yeah. you know, thriving as an apolitical organisation, we are there to support everybody. There is a lot of uh, concern. People are just, they have concerns. And there is a lot of other emotions at play here. I'll try and keep it uh, simple, simple. They are just... They want to know what 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 is required. How do they move forward? What's going to happen? 
and if it could be clear messaging that would be really helpful so you know they're just looking you know they're a keen action focused bunch of people they know that they want you know they want to do right by by everything the communities and their waterways and their farms and their environment but at the moment there is just a lot of change there is a lot of different things happening so clear messaging is sort of what a lot of people are asking for and you know what actually do you want? What actually do you want from us? And what actually can, can't we do? So I think going through into this winter now, really cool to see um, the stakeholders, you know, the beef and lambs, the dairy and zeds, the ponteras, uh, you know, stepping up here and sort of supporting everybody, which is cool. And, you know, we know that they've been lobbying up uh, in government to support the farmers and in favour of the farmers. So, you know, we know that more information is going to come out soon from our local council, which is going to really help sort of get that next step underway. Mm. And just how important is farming to Southland? Uh, And of course, the wider contribution that farming in Southland plays to the New Zealand economy. Farming is Southland, isn't it? Mm. I don't know what else you'd do down here. (laughs) Mm. No, uh, but, you know, farming is a beautiful lifestyle. It's a beautiful job that, you know, employs so many people down here and it does provide... A huge amount of income for Southland. It is generating far above its sort of size and weight as such. Mm. And you know, when you come to Southland, you do you see beautiful green pastures and you know animals out in the fields grazing, and it's really cool to see. And you know, you go to your local schools and the kids and they're, they're talking about what they're doing for the weekend and they're dagging and they're crutching and they're off milking or thinking and, mm. you know, they love it. And they're, they're out and about living their best lives. And, yeah. You know, we're, we're in their little stubbies and their, their bushback <sighs> tops and that's what's really cool about it. And, you know, Southland is just a big community and you can't sort of go one conversation with a stranger without figuring out, you know, half of their friends and you're actually related to somebody and we're a tight-knit community down here as is New Zealand and I think we are all really proud of of the agricultural industry and how far they've come and you can't take it away that you know on the world stage New Zealand is far outperforming you know sustainability Mm. and efficiency than a lot of the world and we are super proud of that and it's just you know keeping that keeping that image and how do we sort of stay on top of the game and everybody internationally and locally what we're capable of mm. one thing like i see already with catchment groups and indeed thriving southland bringing rural and urban communities together and talking about similar or the same issues or the same thoughts that they're having the rural urban divide um, has been one that's come up a lot or certainly a disconnect between urban and rural communities i would imagine it's less so in southland given it's such a, a skewed farming rural part of the country but does it exist there? I, I, yes, it always will, um, and that that's by no fault of anybody's. There is, you know, just beliefs and there is information, and I think sometimes, you know, with today's media and social media, that it really does whatever you're reading or whoever you follow or whoever you're watching really does affect the information you receive. So, a big, big part of I know the sort of agricultural industry is just around getting those positive messages out there and break, breaking that, like you said, the divide down a little bit. And I think it is sometimes just a little bit of naive behaviour and that just what they don't know, they don't know and what you've heard is what you've heard. So mm. 
we can sort of get that messaging out there and get some more information out there, it will really break it down. And, you know, it's, it's, it goes both ways. So it's encouraging everybody to think open-mindedly, I guess, and, and realise that we can coexist and, and there is benefits to everything. So, yeah, I don't know if I really answered that question or if I dodged it. <laughs> no, that's great. Look, Rachel, I know you're busy. So I thank you very much for your time today. No, thank you for having me, Angus. And if I just basically finish with, you know, Thriving Southland is an exciting project for for Southland and Southland catchment groups and we're all about supporting farmers and Southland's communities to achieve some amazing outcomes for the environment the economy and for Southland's community and its culture hey we're excited we're passionate and we'd love to see everybody involved so hope to hear from you soon yeah fantastic and I certainly look forward to keeping up with progress as the program continues on so thanks again Rachel Thank you to Rachel for her time today. Thriving Southland is a great program and you can really feel Rachel's passion for the project and indeed the region. Reiterating what Rachel said, catchment groups are farmer and community led. They are whatever participants want them to be. So I would encourage farmers and all members of the community to get involved with the program. They have a great deal of resources and events to support local issues. You can go to their website, thrivingsouthland.co.nz or give the office a call on 021 466 700. Over the next few weeks, I will be delving further into the project and talking with many of the stakeholders and the various elements to Thriving Southland. Last year, I talked about the SNA, or Significant Natural Areas. It is raising its head again, and I have to say it's pretty disappointing from both local councils and central government to be pursuing this at such a time. Policymakers in Wellington, how about you put your park brake on, have a cup of tea and think for a moment. Work through the extensive list of significant changes being thrust on our farmers in recent times and the good work they are doing. Better still, put on some gumboots and meet with the very people you are targeting. This is another example of conflict in communication being sent to our most important sector by government. On the one hand, farmers are being celebrated for the contribution they make to the New Zealand economy. And on the other, their rights are being targeted and their ability to carry out the role that they play in New Zealand is being eroded. That's all from me this week. Thank you for listening and catch you next time on Factor Magri.